Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living, welcome to the fans, welcome to the kids, welcome to all the fans, all of the hardcore fans, listeners of this show. Except that one. Except that one fan we have who can get a dick real hard and fuck off. Pat, what's up? Not too much, how you doing? Give our shit, Pat. Uh, We are at vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com and vicariouslivingpodcast on Instagram. Yes, that is our contact info. Get at us. Um, We have a special treat, a real special treat this week. We're going to do swag giveaways. And by that, I mean one. We're going to give one swag giveaway. You know, people were asking us what we're going to do with the profit margins that we've made on our VL swag that we've made. Answer, give it right back to you guys. We're going to give it right back to the fucking kids. So this week on the Vicarious Living podcast, we are going to have a... It's going to be a little different. You know, we know people have gotten the baseball tees. So if someone who has a baseball tee gets this free shirt, we don't want them to get the same shit. No, not at all. So for a one-off, one-time only, swag, 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 fire, 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 deal of the week. We are going to give a VL tank top. Tank. Baseball shirts are covering up three quarters of the arms. These will get those arms out and exposed. Where the tank top, both arms are out. Perfect for the summertime. Perfect for looking like fucking badasses on the beach. So this tank top giveaway in any size that you need in black. Black color tank top. So what are they going to do to win this exclusive free tank, Pat? Tell them. Tell the kids. It's pretty easy. They got to reach out to, I already gave it, but I'm going to give it one more time, vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com or vicariouslivingpodcast on Instagram. Slide into those DMs with a with question and or a comment. About Laguna Beach. It's got to be about Laguna Beach. First slider gets that tank. Gets the fucking tank. We're going to give it away. And yeah, so first person that reaches out, slide into our DMs real sexually, ask us a question about Laguna Beach, you win the swag. Profit margins going back into the hands of the kids. Reinvesting. Okay, Laguna Beach, episode seven. Should we kick it off with a clip? I want to start off with a clip. Here's our first clip of tonight's episode. It's about Morgan talking about prom. Here it is. But you know how some people, like, senior year, they're like, what the heck, I don't care. I'll just go even if I don't have a date. Yeah. I'm not like that. I wouldn't. Oh, no. Whatever. It's going to be me and, like, you know, Ben and Jerry at home. (laughs) Just kidding. So the reason I just wanted to start it off with this clip is because it's the first scene of episode seven, and it just confused me. Because if you recall, Morgan, who is not well-liked by these two podcasters, was... Last time talking about how if she doesn't get into BYU, she's still just going to go to be a part of the scene. So to me, it seems like she, yes, very much is the kind of person that would just kind of go to prom by herself. Yeah, she seems like Morgan's a big-ass fucking hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, Morgan's a hypocrite, and it, it just made no sense to us. We're like, Morgan, what the fuck? Are you willing to go somewhere by yourself to be a part of the scene? Or are you not willing to go somewhere by yourself? If she's willing to go all the way to Utah, to BYU, to be part of the scene by herself without yeah. getting into the college, I think she's willing to be just be part of the prom scene. I mean, that's a five-minute drive. Just to go by herself. That seems easy. simple to me. I was going to ask you, though, prom stories. Um, they do this thing on Laguna Beach where everyone asks someone in such a crazy way, like... You know, they put it on a billboard or they do, they have a plane fly over by and says prom on it. I don't, did we have that? No, I don't think it was really a thing. Yeah, I didn't, I I don't even recall how I asked the girl I took to prom, how I asked her to go. It was either just like not like a Cincinnati thing or it hadn't gotten Cincinnati yet. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Midwest people are doing that yet. 
Well, maybe I do, like maybe it's it's swept the nation, starting in California. I remember it happening with a couple. So we went to an all guy school. We would ask girls from all girls schools, and then they would do that vice versa. The girls would have their proms and ask guys to it. I just remember our prom. I just took like a friend to it, and I just remember being at the after party and just really not wanting to be there, and then just drove home while everyone else stayed there for me it's like um big dances like that are almost like new year's yeah that's kind of how i felt like um i always never look forward to like i'm trying to think of other holidays new year's is probably the perfect example because it's like mark this it's mark this day in your calendar this is going to be the greatest night of the year and you have to like make all these preparations for it and just make sure that you execute on it being the best night of the year yeah and it just, it never lives, never lives up to up. the hype. Never lives up. The best night of the year always happens on some random, yeah, some random night where you're not planning for it and just kind of magic happens. But on these nights, like a prom, no matter how hard you force it, it's just, it's like a seven at best. Yeah, because I, I felt like there were other school dances that I enjoyed a lot more than prom. Prom to me was a non-needle mover. I didn't, I just, I wasn't into it Did really you do any front grind in there? Um, probably. I was probably, well, I was probably back grinding. Oh yeah, I forgot you were a back grinder. I think I just, because I didn't have a girl situation, it, I just went with like a girl that was in our friend crew. It wasn't like a girl that like, I was really like, oh man, I need to utilize this night to spit some perfect games so I can finally make this happen. This is going to be the best night of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think because... The capstone it- <laughs> to my senior year experience. <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway, so we don't have many stories for prom. But I wonder. I, I wonder maybe if you're trying to win that shirt and you write in, it's kind of related to Laguna Beach. Oh yeah, in, do like, you got a prom story? If you got a prom story, or just like let us know if you're in a you're a big event person or not. Because <laughs> I feel like there's two different types of people. Yeah. Some people love the big event, New Year's prom. Some people just don't. Right. Right in. I did like your comment though when we were watching the episode because they they showed this. He's the uh, he's the dude in the girl crew who's not into girls. He's the gay guy in the crew. Gary. Gary. Yeah. Gary the gay guy. Um, he, you made the comment of at least Gary's still keeping it real with acne, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, he, he's one of the only ones that looks like a high schooler. He looked like us in high school. God damn, dude, did I, it wasn't senior year of high school, by then I had taken care of it, but fuck, did I have some serious acne issues, like, end of freshman year, sophomore year of high school, so bad that, like, I had to go on that Accutane. Uh Uh-huh. That was- Do they still do that? No. Really? It's (laughs) It's completely illegal now, but back then, you could still go on Accutane, um, there was a bunch of buzz around Accutane, because it was like, someone killed themselves on it. Oh, so they linked it to suicide? Yeah. Whew. But I think they came to the conclusion that that kid committed suicide because he was just severely depressed and had nothing to do with the fucking... It's like a correlation causation thing? I think the family, like, sued, like, oh, he killed... And they were trying to get some money out of it, and it's like, that's not why he killed himself. But anyways, it was so fucking strict being on Accutane. It was like you had to give blood every two weeks. You had to go down to the... um like the local blood place blood place and give <laughs> blood and um you had to give blood you couldn't eat carrots you couldn't eat anything with a ton of vitamin a in it well that i mean that puts me off the list then yeah you're out i would have just had to live with acne i could i can't right. not eat carrots i know that about you i know couldn't eat carrots um another thing you couldn't like work out so again that yeah. that really <laughs> handcuffs you <laughs> Um, and then you couldn't, uh, you couldn't go in the sun. So like, I mean, those are all things I do religiously. Nonstop. Tan, mm-hmm. fucking work out like a machine. And eat carrots. And eat carrots and protein shakes. I mean, that's me. I don't know why I threw the protein shakes in there, but that's I just wanted you to know at least that that's you were, part of it. At least you were proactive about a solution. I just kind of wrote it out and it was nonstop. I, no, dude, it fixed it. Like, anyone I know, there was a couple guys with bad acne who who went on Accutane, and it did. Gary. Gary. It completely cleared it up, and um, it was so worth it for, like, you know, six, 
six to eight months just not be able to work out or eat carrots. I was like, yeah, no, no, no issue. No issue there for me. Um, and it completely cleared it up. And then I was acne free. The thing was, is they put you on dermatologists, put you on like a million fucking things first. Like try Benzaclean cream, try another cream, try this cream, five creams. And you're just like doing all these creams. And this was nice because it was literally just a pill. You take once a day. Done. That sounds nice. Yeah, I was on some cream that it was like it made you just your skin dry out super hard. That's that what the dermatologist did. also prescribed me to wash my face with head and shoulders. Oh, that <laughs> is that the strangest thing? That and so I had so this. Bad. So it's like the, on one hand, I had my face was just flaking off because of the cream. And then on the other hand, I was just globbing shampoo on my face, anti-dandruff shampoo to stop the skin flakes. It's just a fucking horror show. Literally. Just, By the way, the, di- didn't work. Yeah, they're just giving you anything to stop the to dry your skin out. Like here, put some gasoline on. It. <laughs> put some gasoline on your skin. It really works. It really, really works. Have you ever tried acid? Yeah. Um, I wanted to. Let's give a song here. Let's. Let's pepper in some song because all, as we were saying, all the kids are asking people to prom in different cool, unique ways, which just, I thought we were all lame as fuck, but we're going to, let's play a song here and we're going to do the prom power rankings. Prom ask power rankings. Prom ask power rankings. So here's the song. This is, uh, by the way, yeah. Scratch Prom Ask Power Rankings. We're calling it the Triple PR Prom Proposal Power Rankings. Okay. How's that feel? That feels better. So okay. Triple PR. Triple PR and this song that's playing is Better Fruit, Better With You by Five Times August. Great song. I know this didn't connect with you. Yeah, but I could take and or leave this song, but I'm fine. I like this song. This song for me is about as cool as a over-the-top promise vessel. Okay, so with that, with that ringing endorsement of the song that we are playing currently on Beat by Carrie's Living Podcast, I'm going to list all, I'm going to list five of these out, and then you tell me one through three which ones are the best, in your opinion. I might. Here's one. First one, Dieter. Dieter puts it on a big sign, goes to a abandoned baseball field, puts it on a big sign, prom question mark, he's wearing a button-down, He's got his lame-ass haircut. You know what? Fucking, let's talk about Dieter's hair for a second. Oh, uh, yeah, let's, yeah, stop let's do a sidebar. Sidebar, hair breakdown. Yeah, stop the music. Dieter's hair, what is it that's happening with his hair that is so frustrating? What did it, Okay, so this is what it is. His hairline, first of all, this makes me extra mad, like, watching it, because he has a full, robust head of hair. And he's just fucking it up. He doesn't want it. He's at the peak of his powers hair-wise, and he's just fucking it up. One day, I mean, we could look him up now. I mean, he's not dead, so well, we could look dead. him up we on can't. Google. <laughs> <laughs> like, he might not even have all that hair anymore. But it's just sad and depressing to know when he was at the peak of his powers hair-wise that he was just absolutely fucking it up. So, explain it. He's got an he's, insane so, party ramp. So, he has just, like, his hair is the same length all around. It's maybe, like, I would say an inch and a half long all the way around, maybe an inch long. Yeah. And if you can imagine his hairline is like a like a W, it's kind of like a wave. It's not receding I think or anything, that's the calic. The but, calic yeah, so he's got, like, a part. calic on either side, and then he's just party ramps the whole thing up. So it's not like one forward. He's got like a party ramp on the side, little piece of hair. Party ramp in the in the middle, and then a party ramp on the other side. He just kind of like walls the whole thing up, and it's a horror show. It's a horror show. It's bad. It's I, I was never I I never liked party ramps. I never understood why those were such a fashion. Statement. I did in the seventh grade for my class picture, and then I grew the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this guy's a senior in high school, still rocking a party ramp. It's like Dieter. Yeah, grow up, bitch. Like, it's the, the worst combination. So, in high school, the whole thing with hair, well, I guess when we were in high school, the whole thing was just not giving a shit. Like, yeah, he cares so much. So, I mean, there's he's so- the worst of both worlds. Like, Stephen 
his hair looks awesome all the time, but he doesn't give a shit. It's just kind of like messy and it looks cool. It's salt spray. You could also go like down the other road where you do give a shit, but you actually like have like a cool hairstyle. I'm trying to think of anybody in this show. None. Go just go on Instagram. You can find some guys <laughs> with cool hair. Well, so that's the other the other road. His is he gives a shit. He puts all this time into gelling it, and it looks terrible. Yeah, so that's it's, just, it's like he's in this weird no man's land. No, that's a good point. If you if you're a dude, you want it to make it. If you're putting a lot of time in, into your hair, you want to make it look like you're putting no time in. So it's it's pure strategy. Yeah. I mean, pure strategy. You want it to make it look like it, you give as less of a fuck as possible when even if you do give a fuck. So I think Beyonce said it best. I woke up like this. Right. Was that Beyonce? Yeah, probably. We quote her on that? Sure. Okay. So Dieter sucks. Anyways, let's get back to these power rankings. That was, by the way, that was well used time. Mm-hmm. We needed to address that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Back to the power rankings. Uh, so Dieter does a sign. He just puts a sign up that says prom question mark abandoned baseball field. Second one, Trey. Trey lights up a bunch of candles at night in his backyard, um, like out by the pool in the back or something. It's a bunch of candles on the ground that say prom question mark. That's two. Steven. Steven writes a bunch of anonymous letters to Kristen for like a week like with a bunch of riddles and stuff and he spells her name wrong to like keep her guessing who the fuck it is and then on the day of all he does is hang out in her house with his shirt off and then he writes prom on his chest with a magic marker I thought that one was lame but don't let me guide you on your rankings I would never fourth one um Morgan she gets asked in a way that uh was clearly a pity ask by Gary the acne kid Gary the gay acne kid she gets asked by Gary, um, he fills up a baby swimming pool full of goldfish in her room, and then she walks into her room, and then, like, written with shaving cream or something on, like, the the glass sliding door to the outside, it says, like, of all the fish in the sea, will you go to prom with me, Gary? Pretty creative. Okay. And then there's how LC gets asked, which there was no formal way of getting asked by this random kid, David, who they just decided freshman year that they were going to make a pact to go to senior year prom together. No formal ask in any way. There you go. There's five. Give your top three. All right. Number one, and I'll try and give uh, reasons as best I can. Number one, I'm going with Dieter and the sign in the baseball field. And kind of the main reason for this is the amount of logistics that were involved. He gets a limo to pick up. Is his girlfriend named Jess? Jessica. Yeah, he gets a limo to pick her up after school or something. And the limo takes her there. And he's like, he's there waiting. And it's an obvious yes because they're dating. That one was just nice. That one was, he was the only one I think that had like a real hard girlfriend. Steven's kind of dating Kristen still. You got Elsie going with a friend. Obviously, Gary's not trying to hook up with girls, so he took a mm-hmm. he gave a pity ass to Morgan. And then you have like uh, Trey. I'm unclear on that one. So that was a real good like girlfriend boyfriend. He does something sweet for her. He put the effort in. Effort, yeah, effort. I'm sure Jess really appreciated the effort in that. Okay, so one for just solid. Yeah, so he boyfriend. obviously he wasn't sweating whether he's getting yes or a no or she had already been asked or something like that. He was sweating the details of his logistics. Right. And it all worked out. Um, number two, this might surprise you, uh, but I'm going Trey. I thought it was simple and classic and elegant. Yeah, it didn't take a lot of effort, but it, it looked It looked really nice. nice. He, had prom, he probably had about 100 little votive candles all lined up. I gotta say, dude. I mean, as much as I fucking hate Trey, which is, you know, a lot, maybe would have put that one, because that's my mode always. You throw a little money at the problem. Good, just buy a bunch of candles. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't take a ton of effort. All it was was like, you you have to go buy a shit ton of candles and light them up. And it looks like there was some effort and like stuff, but really it was mainly just you had to spend a little money. Um, yeah, his was usually, I, I mean, Trey has questionable taste as we know. Oh God. The owl, so, fucking I owl thought thing. he was going to come out of left field with something totally weird, but this one was simple and nice. 
and not to mention it looked really good in the dark backyard of his parents completely unreal house yes his parents have an awesome house yeah uh and that didn't hurt i agree they do have a totally awesome house I think I would go to Trey's mode because no one else was around to see it. That was my problem with Dieter's. Is I don't like the public displays of affection. I don't like the PDA. Oh, like, and you got the limo driver involved. Yeah. And you're talking to him about the, and you just, yeah. You're out at a park. You don't know who's going to walk by and, like, see you standing out there. I would feel like an idiot. Like, before she gets there, I'm standing out there by myself, like, all dressed up and, like, writing on a sign and people are walking by, probably just, like, ripping on me to each other, like how lame I look. That's all I'd be thinking about. So for me, the Trey one was perfect because it's throw money at it. Not a ton of effort. Kind of looks like you did. But really, it's just throw money at it. And then no one else saw it. it I, feel like, I feel like Dieter did score like some extra points with Jess for like publicly humiliating himself. Yeah. Certain girls do like that. I struggle with that. You know, I struggle with like the public displays of humiliation. But it's a, I think it's a, uh, it's a turn on for some girls. Like think Seth Cohen on the coffee cart. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's something I'll never do in my life. And that's like, hey, it's my wife's birthday. And so, like, I go to um, this bar and there's, like, a band up there. And then the band, like, says, like, oh, by the way, happy birthday to this young lady right here. I think (laughs) she's got someone who wants to come up here and say a little something. And then I go up on stage, grab the mic. And, like, with her horrible singing voice, starts singing a song. And, like, everyone sees it. And she's all impressed because, like, she can tell I hate it so much. It's a certain type of person that likes that shit. It's, it's, I would say that. it's it's 10% of the population. I'm um, assuming Jess is one of these girls. But it's the same type of person that would be into, like, a Jumbotron proposal. Oh, yeah. Fuck no. 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 Yeah. I also never want to be on. Not a, me either. I never want to be on a jumbotron when it's like the kiss cam. Yeah. Whenever that comes on, I am sweating bullets. <laughs> I'm just like, please God, no. Have you ever been on? No, no. I think it's because when it comes on, I immediately just start doing things that make the anyone who's got a camera think that this is my sister next to me. That's hot. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> sister stuff, brother, sister stuff. We can't kiss. That's incest. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, so we're now I'm interested cause we're kind of putting them into categories. So we got the, we got the public love. Don't we, like it. We got the private classy romantic love. That's Trey. That's me. The third, th- that's you. <laughs> I'm a romance. <laughs> uh, the third guy, and I'm going to go ahead and put myself in this category. Uh, this is my third on the power ranking list is the guy who kills at least 25 animals. <laughs> To make sure the prompt happens. Actually, Gary? So this is Gary. He brings, like, I guess, like 25 goldfish inside in a pool. Yeah. For his ask. I mean, we don't know how fresh that water is. We have no idea. Those fish died in, like, 10 minutes. There's no... And those are big. Those weren't little, tiny goldfish. Those were, like, big, like... What are those Asian fish? Koi fish? Yeah, they looked like like goldfish koi fish. They, they were, were fancy goldfish. They weren't festival goldfish, let's say that. No. No one cares if you kill a little one, Gary, you little bitch. But like if you kill a big koi goldfish like that, people get upset. I will say this is a goldfish pro tip though. Like if you get one of those festival goldfish and like you win it and it survives being in the bag while you're at the festival and then you bring it home and putting it in water. If it survives that process, that goldfish might live for like 10, 12 years. Oh, really? Because it's like a survival of the fittest type thing. Oh, where yeah, yeah. If that goldfish wasn't going to live 10 years, it would have died like on the truck before the festival even happened. Dude. So like only the strongest fish survived that whole nightmare show. I love those stories about, you know, survival of the fittest with animals. You ever see those with like turtles, like those beach turtles? Hear those stories? I love nature shows, so yeah. And where they yeah. like a turtle will where have like a like, hundred turtles, little turtles will sea turtles will be born in like off the beach, off the beaten path, and then it's just like of all hundreds of those turtles, it's all about who can just make it to the water once they get to the top of the sand, and like not many do because as you're making that voyage from the sand to the water. You got seagulls and all a bunch of animals that are trying to knock you down, kill you style. Yeah, you got to be a strong, fast turtle. Yeah, it would have been cooler if 
Gary, the bullshit kid with acne, would have just put a bunch of sea turtles in that water. Yeah. I mean... What would his slogan be? Of all the... Turtles? Turtles. In the shell. In a shell. Will you go to prom and be my... And break my gay spell? (laughs) It's pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) take that out <laughs> we know well, yeah. i've been we sitting here racking my brain trying to think of turtle puns but nothing's coming so i think that's just gonna have to be the winner <laughs> okay um all right should we uh should we do our last song of episode seven um yeah i mean are we gonna spend any time at the prom oh well, why don't we, let's put the song in and we'll talk about prom with the song. Let's do it. Cue up Goodbye to You by our good friend, Michelle Branch. We love you, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. We love you, Michelle Branch. <laughs> good friend of the pod. Love the things I believed in I just want to get it over with Tears form behind my eyes But yeah dude this song honestly reminded me of like that vitamin c song from like eighth grade graduation song yeah there's these graduation songs that only kids who are graduating you have to be somewhere between 14 and 18 for it to really resonate Mm -hmm. and like this another good one is uh good riddance by green day yeah 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 yeah. that's another perfect one ours was uh for eighth grade was world's greatest by r kelly probably couldn't do that one anymore Mm, no the times have changed um but yeah there's these songs where it's like there's this power list of like five songs that are just perfect for graduation and um it makes all the kids between 14 and 18 just get super, like, sad about all the, the good times they're going to miss and stuff. But even this song, though, even though I'm 31, still like it, you know? I'm not graduating anytime soon, but I still like this. This is a good song. So, let's talk about prom. Um, I have an MVP of my own this week. Bring it to me. And... It's from this this kid at prom. Let's just count this as the MVP. How are you, you feel about that? You gonna give it to him at the end? Yeah, I mean, I'll obviously restate it at the end as okay. tradition, but I'm gonna let you choose the MVP. Yeah, dude. For me, I mean, if I'm giving it for this one week on the VL podcast, it's a simple fucking choice. Fucking Michael, dude. Like '80s guy Michael, just going '80s guy to prom. This, so he lo- he does look like the bad guy straight out of a, an eighties movie. He looks like the bad guy in the Karate Kid, like the uh, Ralph Macchio one from. Do the you know 80s. what it is for me? At least he's got a middle part. He's got like fluffy blonde hair, and he's got a dead center middle part with the hair fluffing out to the side, like this shocking blonde hair. Dude, this kid was <laughs> he's killing it. He is crushing it, fucking Michael, dude. Eighties Michael. Fucking killing it. Just, I, I, I don't know. It's weird to see an 80s guy in 2004, you know, in high school. But goddamn, did this kid nail it. So, Lowe took him to prom. They went to prom together. And this kid has never been on the show before. And he just moonlights in. You know, I was thinking Bill Simmons' uh, podcast, The Rewatchables. They always do, like, the heat check performance of the movie. I swear to God... If, if I was doing it on this one episode of Laguna Beach, heat check performance, they call it the Dion Waiters Award for the guy who just comes in, tons of confidence, and just like taking shots from like 50 feet away, nailing them. Uh, fucking 80s Michael, dude. Yeah. By the way, it, it needs to be said, he didn't say or do anything, but every time the camera found him, it was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, he said no words. He he didn't have to. By the way, that would be the, like, being one of the six or seven cast members of the show would just kind of be weird because that's just out there in history and everybody's got all this weird footage of you <laughs> at one of your weirdest moments in, in life <laughs> yeah. in high school. Yeah. Um, but the kind of the low-key winners of this whole thing are people that were just in a background shot, like at prom or something, because that way... 
when like we talked about this the other week like when they went off to college and stuff people were like oh you were in laguna beach like the show you'd be like oh yeah fuck yeah Season one, episode seven. Yeah, check I'm in it out. It. Check it out. Yeah. But you don't have any of the baggage, the embarrassing fights with your girlfriend and stuff on national TV. You don't have Steven yelling slut. Exactly. <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, really, three things happened with Michael. One, 80s guy. He had 80s hair. We already covered that. Two, um, end of the night. End of prom night. He gets in the limo. Again, no words. Says no words. Everyone's blacked out drunk. Clearly they, they did something. They brought in a flask or like spiked the punch at the prom. Who knows? But they were completely sober when they went into the prom. And when they came out, all of them were blacked out. 80s guy Michael comes out, gets in the limo, and just has one of the greatest slow pass outs <laughs> of all time. He's sitting up and he slowly just, his head just keeps going down until it's on the limo seat not front on the side he falls <laughs> to the side it's not his head just dipped frontwards his entire body once he sat in the limo just slowly fell to the side and he passed out and then the third thing on why he's the mvp of the week is in that same limo he passes out everyone else is still loading in the car for like 10 15 minutes right before they're about to leave and like drive home or whatever he just pops up Pops up, springs into action, and he just says, again, no words, goes, um, crawls over like five people, opens the door, and just uncontrollably vomits outside. Yeah. Hero move by him to have the wherewithal to do that outside. This guy crushed it. I, I, honestly, this, it's, this might be the greatest MVP performance that I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. 80s guy Michael. You're the man. You're a fucking man. By the way, you know who is the opposite of the MVP in the in terms of prom is Elsie's date, David. Dude, why don't we just really switch it up and you give the MCITW. All right. <laughs> I'll give it. <laughs> okay, so Pat's going to give it. I'll still do the intro because, you know. There's no way I can match that performance. So... This is the MCITW of the week. That is the Merce Cooper is the worst of the week. And that is brought to you by Wickloware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W. Where? Be free and explore. Get all your outdoor gear at Wickloware.com. Type in the promo code VL at checkout. Get 10% off your order. Reach out to us for the fucking swag, the everyday swag, the baseball tee swag. You'll get it. Three quarter length sleeves, 80-20 cotton poly split. And also send us a question to our Gmail or Instagram for the free fucking tank. Let's, okay. Let's talk about David. Yeah. So he is LC's date. And what I missed, this is something that you brought up. They, as freshmen, decided that they were going to go to prom together? Week. It's a week move. I mean, I get I it. missed that. I guess I yeah, missed that she, comment. They locked. It was like a side comment of, because I'm sure the producers are like, hey, LC, people are going to want to know, like, why the fuck you're going with this random guy. Right. So... Yeah. So anyways, uh, David is going with Elsie. It comes up in a conversation, obviously, maybe like three times where people are like, are you mad that Kristen's going with Steven? Like, do you want to go with Steven to prom? Like, shouldn't you, don't you feel like you should go to, to prom with Steven? Like, you're senior. Like yeah. that shit. Every single one of her friends asks her that <clears throat> throughout the episode. They're like, who are you going with? And she's like, David. And there's just like disgusted eye rolls oh yeah it's like i don't know what david did or yeah play it here's a clip of uh when someone brings up like who'd you take to the dance and this is Kristen's response to them telling her who elsie is taking here it is who's her day (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm hoping the audio translates because there's this pure disgust as if like David I who question for you. Who is more upset with the final edit after this show came out? Is it Dieter from when he he shows up on on episode 1 and it says Steven's quote unquote wingman and that's his moniker or David who comes in for just one episode like you said he's all excited to be able to tell people yeah I fucking know I was on and then he finds out what people what hot girls say about him behind his back which is essentially they just hear his name <laughs> start throwing up and just start half throwing up half laughing I mean 
If you're in high school, dude, I think that's grounds to just full-on commit suicide. Uh, yeah, I would... So, if, let's compare this to a sports game. Okay. I feel like Dieter comes in very underwhelming. He's probably like the seventh guy off the bench. Just is barely visible on the court, but just doesn't stand out. David comes in, commits three fouls, <laughs> three turnovers, and just airballs it like a layup. And yeah. then they, like, everybody boos and they eject him. They, <laughs> they eject him just because of how bad he sucks. <laughs> the referees intervene and just yeah. throw him out of the game David's and everybody clearly... boos. And he gets beer dumped on him as he's walking up the... Yeah, David's clearly a guy that the refs just go, look, kid, we felt so bad for you that we just decided to, you know, mercy killing, mercy ejection. You're gone. Just get the fuck out of here. We're just going to give you two technicals. Do, do, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dieter has a, like an average season and gets traded at the end of it for a decent team. David comes in one game and gets ejected by the refs. Yeah. So I think that's fair. Be free and explore, David. Brought to you by Wickleware. Get bent, bitch. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's zag. Let's zag on into episode eight. Wait, real quick, real quick. Okay, let's zig I'm back not, into episode seven. I'm not quite done with prom. Okay. So there actually, this episode didn't have much happen, namely because there is no drama at prom. None. We we're kind of counting on a little bit of prom drama. I'm sure the producers were letting us down. Kristen tried to. She did her best to get a little drama going. But I think Steven was just too drunk to even get into it. He was so blacked out. So if you remember, he's sitting in the back of the limo and they're kind of like cuddling. Everybody's going back to the hotel or whatever. Yeah. It's like the end of the night. And uh, Kristen just goes, so who do you think I'll bring next year? Dude, God, she is just constantly like pricking. Yeah. With a, like, with, so with a tooth. It's like the, as we stated earlier, like this is supposed to be the best night of the year. Everybody's had a blast dancing all night and they're like winding down in the prom or in the limo. And so Kristen just brings up the fact that Steven's going away to college next year and like, are they yeah. going to break up? Is like, even if they don't break up, she's going to be like hanging out with other people. And Steven, you can tell he tries to get. It's almost like he tries to get out of it. He well, tries to. He's just like, like you could. Drunk, you could. Yeah, you could tell if he was sober. It's like, oh, this. You know, let's let's go. With game on. But he's just too drunk to even. Yeah. Get anything going, and she's just like, oh fuck it, whatever. I gave it a shot. Yeah. I tried to get him mad at I me the rest him a of the night. Bit. Didn't I tried work. to ruin the night, but she's always doing that. She's always just like prodding. She's always like just prodding and just like mm, dig, dig, dig. Is anyone going to take this dig? If not, eh, I'll fuck off. To Steven's credit, I mean, this is just him. Maybe, like, a drunk Steven is, like, the coolest Steven. Because she says that, who am I going to take the prom next year when you're out of college? And he goes, I'll come. Yeah. You take me. That looked pretty He turns pathetic. it into a flirt thing. That's... And she goes, well, well, all right, let's not talk. Like, she she it tried to ignite very... the fire, but it was just... He wasn't having it. And it, it became very that. clear to me, like... If we're talking power dynamics, I mean, she just completely owns the power. But we we were wondering, like, okay, he is a senior and she's a junior, so there's that built-in power. But, like, it's just so clear. If you are a 10 out of 10 in a very attractive girl, it really does not matter if there's these built-in age power dynamics in high school. You are going to own. You will own. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, enough said. It's just it's how it works. It must be nice to have that much power. I mean, she just walks around and, and has power at all times. We'll never know what that feels like. We'll never know. Every room I walk into, I feel like I'm the biggest bitch in the room. <laughs> so, well, I'll never know. Especially this room right now. Yeah. Fucking damn. All right, you ready? Catalina? Catalina Wine Mixer. Episode 8. Catalina Wine Mixer. Okay? Look, Brennan, here's the thing. It's the Catalina fucking wine mixer. Okay? Pa! Are you saying pow? What are you saying? Pa! It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. Pa! Why does he keep doing that? I have to sell or lease at least 80 choppers to make my nut. And you, you mess with my nut, Brennan? Randy here is going to eat your dick. Like Kobayashi. <laughs> I've seen him do it. 
You've actually seen him eat a man's penis? It was in international waters, so they couldn't prosecute him, but I saw it. Sounds awesome. Sounds totally fucking awesome, going to Catalina. Dude, this trip is unreal. They get on a yacht. Yeah, they just have a boat chartered, picks them up in Laguna Beach, and then it takes them out to Catalina Island, where they're planning on going camping by themselves all weekend. Yeah, a little unclear on that. Um, Lo was not allowed to go because her parents were like, uh, fuck no. Which... I, by the way, we'll get into this a little later, but I have a conspiracy on that. So just kind of keep that tucked away in your mind. Consider it tucked. I just... I feel like that was totally realistic. Like, that ha- that would happen so much to all of us in high school all the time, where it would be like, if you told your parents, hey, I want to go spend the night with, like, a group of six girls... Six dudes, no adult supervision in high school. They just, like, out in the woods. My parents would be like, uh, no. I feel like it's a good strategy because as soon as you say camping, it kind of takes the sting out of it. Because, like, in your parents' minds, it's, like, wholesome good times. Like, they're thinking s'mores and sleeping bags and that kind of stuff. Like, making fire out of sticks and Boy Scout stuff. My parents were just always, But in all reality, it's just... You're sleeping in tents with girlfriends and... Hooking up. Getting getting drunk. Getting drunk and hooking up. Hooking up, getting drunk. Yeah, I mean, my parents would just... In the woods. Say no. Like, they would just say, yeah, is there going to be an adult there? No? Then no. So, wake me up when there's an adult there. Otherwise, fuck right off. Alright, so who's all on this camping trip? Because I have a question for you. We've we got have... Trey. Yeah. Dieter. Steven. That's it. Not a lot of good guys in the crew. Elsie, Kristen, and some of Kristen's friends, right? Maybe two or three Kristen's friends? Christina, Morgan, and and then Jessica and that other girl who's Kristen's other lackey. So my question to you is, if you had to be trapped on a desert island with any of those people, who's it going to be? Kristen. So I can try and hook up. You're trapped on a desert island, and that's like Castaway... Like, she's your Wilson, and you're Tom Hanks. You're on an island with her for, like, 12 years. Oh. You're still picking Kristen? Well, okay, so caveat. If I'm on this desert island, and it's just, like, four days, I'm choosing Kristen. Okay. Because I'm just going to shoot for a hookup, obviously. I mean, all all rules go out the window when you're trapped on a desert island. That's a good point. <laughs> so, you know. That's a good point. Yeah. Um... If it's like survival of the fittest kind of thing, and it's like, you know, like you said, Tom Hanks and Wilson style, then... Yeah, because I feel like week, you know, week three, <sighs> Kristen's going to drive you completely insane. Right, and she's got no survival Like, not just skills. like insane, like saying that as like a turn of phrase insane, like you will literally be driven nuts. So... Like you'll be ready to just throw yourself off the highest rock. Right. Into the ocean. Yeah. Let and... your body crash against the, uh, the waves. Yeah, right. She's got no skills. She's got no survival skills. So I think, honestly, if She'd be... you backed me into a corner, I feel like I would have to fucking begrudgingly choose Trey. I feel like Trey's got the most, like, survival skills. You just, you, okay. And, you know, worst case scenario... You can make your hats out of stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, so, one, best case scenario, he doesn't have any survival skills, but I never get a sunburn. Because he's constantly looking out for, like, how can I make sure this guy's covered in shade with hats? Right. So, worst case scenario with Trey on having him there is, like, if things get really bad, I treat it like an alive situation. And eat him? Yeah. He <laughs> probably tastes pretty good. Yeah. So, like, if it's not, Trey's not getting it done on, like, you know, killing fish with, like, sticks and, like, spears and stuff that we've made. Then it's like, oh, Trey, buddy, perfect. I get to kill you and then eat your body, you know, to stay alive. I mean, that's bitch. cool. So okay, go ahead now. <laughs> Just all right. Well, sure since since Trey, I, I want to eat Trey. <laughs> since Trey's off the table, since you've taken him, I can't take him. He is off the table. Um, we already established there's no rules in a desert island situation. For me, it's me and LC. We're making. We're making outfits out of palm leaves and just hanging out for like 12 years. <laughs> so that... I, I think you just forgot that LC was on the island. No, I, I was thinking 
I, I just thought who I want to hook up with first and foremost. And then I was thinking, who can I eat? <laughs> so dude, I love you in survival mode. Uh, yeah, dude. It's all about <laughs> cannibal cannibalism. So you would choose LC because you're treating this as an opportunity of like the our real life greatest scenario, which is the girl's trapped with you in a non-creepy way. So if you guys are stuck on a desert island, yeah. it's not like that's creepy. No, we'll make like a treehouse hut. We'll just hang out. She'll fall in love with you. Yeah. And then now you have like a Robinson Crusoe scenario. Right. You'll be on the other side of the island with Trey. <laughs> I'll be on the other side eating Trey. <laughs> and you'll be with LC just falling madly in love. And now you've got your own little fuck multimillionaire that you're just spending your life with. I mean, now you're worth $53 million. Yeah, exactly. She would have started a small business on the island. <laughs> yeah. Grew it into a, I mean, an dude, empire. Those go-getters like that, those real moguls, you'll figure it out no matter where mm-hmm. you're at. So I'm sure she crushed it on that island. So yeah, now she's in love with you. You're with $50 million and you're, you're, eating, you're eating Trey. And I'm, I'm killing Trey look by that, eating that. his body. Okay, um, let's do a clip here. Let's. Are you done with uh, Catalina? I'm, I'm done to get off that rock. Um, let's see if I had anything else about Catalina. Oh, oh Park Ranger did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Damn. I Damn. So just the classic scene with the park rangers, um, they come up to just like kind of check on them. Park ranger. Yes. It's one guy, not multiple. No, it's two guys. One guy was the clear boss because he had a mustache. Oh, Fu Manchu style. And uh, he comes and like gives them some tips, lays down some ground rules, just checks to make sure (laughs) everything's okay. Have you ever had an interaction with a park ranger? This is this park ranger's moment, by the way. Like this is his moment to like... Greatest moment of his life. I guarantee he's telling his grandkids about that one time he was on Laguna Beach just laying down the law. And to answer your question, no, I've never had, I don't go camping. It's the, it's the weirdest interaction you'll ever have because they have the same, they carry the same authority about themselves that like a police officer would. Oh, (laughs) I thought you were going to say. Because they're there, they're there to like protect the park and like make sure that you're not damaging anything, which is totally makes sense and is very good. But most of them have this weird personality where they're laying down the law, but they're really fucking nice about it. So we always call them Ranger McFriendly. Do they have guns? Uh, Some of them might, but I don't think they like have standard issue guns. Uh, Because like I said, they're they're just there to make sure you're like not trashing the place. Right. But it's like I had an experience where I went into a park and the, the ranger noticed that I didn't have the the Hamilton County sticker stuck onto my windshield. Like at the at the is beginning that... of every year you pay like twenty dollars and you get a sticker and then you can go into any Hamilton County oh. park for free. God damn. Park rangers seem like real practice heroes. Well this is the thing. So I drove into the park and I didn't want to stick the sticker onto my windshield because it like melts and gets all nasty and stuff. She noticed that the sticker was not stuck onto my windshield, figured that I was trying to pull a fast one. And like borrowing somebody else's sticker or I was like going to reuse it with somebody. So she got out of her car, came over to me and she's like, oh, did you not, you didn't, you didn't stick the sticker on? You know, you have to stick the sticker on. I was like, no, I'll do it. She's like, oh, I can, I can do it for you. So she proceeded to like, like passive aggressively, really friendly, take the sticker off and stick it onto my windshield. Then you didn't get in trouble? Like you didn't... No, I didn't get in trouble. No, it's the very low stakes trouble with... Oh, yeah. And then She didn't make you leave though. She didn't make you say like, hey, I don't see your sticker, bitch. No, but she made sure that sticker was on my car by the time she left. Or we uh, we tried to go to a park during a government shutdown. A park ranger caught us red-handed trying to sneak back out of there while the park was closed. And he was just doing a lot of, did you see the sign? (laughs) <laughs> did you see the sign the sign says the park's closed i don't know if you saw the sign but the sign is right there and it's just like guy you caught us guy we we're trying off. to break the rules and you caught us we'll, we'll we'll get we'll leave i think you're right it is the lowest stakes like authority yeah of all time to be able to like go like hey i got very little power it kind of reminds me of the tsa a little bit except they weren't they're way more mean and there are some i guess i guess it doesn't really remind me of the tsa that was dumb it's like a lifeguard. Yeah. yeah like, I was a lifeguard. Funny. It seems like a dream job because yeah. you're just chilling by the pool. But really, your job is just, like, 
low-grade authority just enforcing these, like, no flips off the side, no people on your street, like, bullshit rules. Whereas a park ranger, it seems like the greatest job because you're just driving around, hiking around the woods, but you got to enforce, like, like bust people for drinking and stuff. Yeah, just, like, lame stuff. Like, yeah. hey, I, I saw you, like, the lifeguard, like... I saw you eat that hot pretzel 27 minutes ago. Yeah. You're going to cramp. You know the fucking rules are you have to wait 30 minutes after you have a hot pretzel before you get in the water, bitch. Sit down. Yeah. It's like low stake stuff like that. Like I was waiting for that mustachioed park ranger to come back at night while they're drinking and be like, guys, hey. We talked about this. No alcohol allowed in public. Yeah. I mean. That's a rule. Really? You're going to sit around this fire? And drink alcohol, you know how dangerous that is? In my woods. <laughs> in my woods. <laughs> so I just love the scene with uh, Ranger McFriendly. He came in, yeah, Ranger McFriendly came in, dude, just like fucking lighting fires, like lighting hypothetical fires, just with his Fu Manchu tucked in Ranger Rick shirt. No funny business. No funny business on his watch in his woods. It was amazing. Okay, um, after that, so while they're all camping, Lo is going out on a date. And I was so fucking upset because she didn't take 80s guy Michael with her on the date. She had the best guy in high school, and he probably had cooler shit going on. Dude, 80s guy Michael, I guarantee right now that guy is worth at least $300 million. Dude, he would have picked her up in a Firebird. He would have been leaning on the front of it with Whitesnake playing. God, definitely. He would have crushed that date. I wish I was an 80s guy so bad. I just missed- That would be, if I had to ask any of these characters like one question, it would be to low, like, what was going on? Why didn't you... Yeah, 80s guy Michael. He's just sitting there. Yeah. You know, what's up? Like, he's ripe to be plucked. Yeah, he's sitting there like, t- you know, take a flyer on him. You know this guy's going to be crushing Later in life, and he's already crushing now. So just see the writing on the wall. This guy's going to be fucking milking millions. Easy. So she goes on a date with, like, hot 2004 hot guy. Honestly, dude, on this guy, if you wouldn't have given out the MCITW this week, I would have given it to this fucking I feel like I blew my wad already on uh, my MCITW because it should fucking go to this guy. I don't even know his name. Uh, His name is... Mike. Mike. So clearly she's into Michaels. Yeah. But this guy, dude, this guy, honestly, he is like, you remember on Family Matters, there was Steve Steve Urkel. Urkel, Yeah. And then there was his cool alter ego, like Stefan. Stefan. Yeah. This guy was a perfect analogy. Like, except 80s guy Michael came in crushing and then... Stefan, aka fucking 2004 Mike, came in just such a raging fucking douche. And it makes me upset because it's like clearly, if you're in high school and you're low, you're not going to go after 80s guy Michael, who's just nailing it in life, like as a badass. First of all, low key badass. First of all, you. Great analogy. I mean, that's the perfect analogy. The Family Matters tie in. Yeah, because 80s guy Mike is a nerd. Yeah. He's a nerd. Yeah. But I, you know, you're also exactly right where Lo just didn't know yet. She just didn't know that the no. 80s guy was where she needed to be. 80s guy She wanted Michael. to go out with this baseball player who's just a fucking dickhead. Douche. He's a fucking douche. You don't treat Lo like that. He, you, don't, you don't do that. So there's a bunch of things going on with 04 Mike, dude. Mike comes out. He, he's so suave. He's wearing the cool guy 04 outfit. Baggy jeans, but like nice, nice. baggy jeans. Mm-hmm. He's got like loafers on. He picks her up. He's got a real baggy like shirt. Oh, four cool guy shirt, buttoned down, untucked. It's like two sizes too big, but it's cool. Picks her up. He's got the shirts unbuttoned about three inches away from his navel. Obviously cool. His hair, it's like spiked all over the place like there is so much gel in his hair i'd be worried like in that dry air in california that he's just gonna start a forest fire by mm-hmm. just walking by a tree call ranger mcfriendly with the mustache if he went into the woods with ranger mcfriendly that guy would have some serious bones to pick so picks her up 
does cool guy suave move, opens her door. He's, he's driving a big, like, Escalade. Yeah, like he's got a white parents, Escalade. His parents' white Escalade. He opens the door for her, all suave, like, here you go, lady. <laughs> she gets in. They go to the restaurant. Where do they go? Pomodoro's, obviously. Pomodoro, obviously. That's a given. They're going there. They go there. I don't think he made eye contact with her for more than 13 seconds the entire dinner. No. He's just constantly on his fucking flip phone. He picks up a call. Picks up a call where it's clear that the call is with one of his bros. Like, just asking him, like, if she's hot or anything like that. Because you can hear him go, like, oh, man, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Just she's just, like, sitting there eating. He's on a five-minute phone call with his buddy at dinner. Um, this is the rudest thing you could possibly do, by the way. Ends the call by Kids, just... Don't pick up a call during a date. Kids. Unless it's an emergency. Don't do that, kids. I mean, fuck. Ends the call with uh, this clip. We will see. Yeah. Well, hey, I'll give you a call once this is done. Alright, see ya. Two missed calls. It's just like, dude, when you're done? Like, like this is a work event? Like, it was just, it was so fucking weird. Um... Real passive-aggressive with the gum. She offered him a piece of gum. He grabs it, and he says, like, I usually only eat half pieces of gum. I don't eat full pieces of Orbit gum. And she's, like, she's trying to be flirty and, like, make jokes and, like, get something going, like, flirtatious-wise. And she's, like, oh, you must have a really small mouth, Ben, or something like that. And he goes, real passive-aggressive, he goes, like, Oh, uh, yeah, okay, I guess I have a really small mouth. You're totally correct. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, guy, you fucking idiot. Just shut your mouth, bitch. Like, such a loser. By the way, this is like a three-minute scene. And yeah. he packs this much douchebaggery into three minutes. Yep, and then the last thing I have down here is like, she just asked some question like, oh, so you're thinking about transferring schools, like, high schools or something like that and she's like isn't that like hard to do like completely transfer schools and he's like not if your coach helps you out (laughs) like he's so sweet at fucking baseball and he's such a big deal that like the coach on the new team yeah they'll They'll grease the wheels look low bitch it's hard for most lay people but when you got someone like me oh for mike coaches are pull some strings i'm hitting 450 so yeah, low. Yeah, yeah it's pretty easy to transfer. Do you understand low? What that means? It means I'm a big deal here in the local Laguna County. Bitch. So, you want to hear my conspiracy? Yeah. So during this date, it's clear that low, she just seemingly just doesn't want to be there because this guy's a, a zero. She realizes immediately how bad this douche sucks. It wasn't even like a, he's playing it cool and hard to get, so she's like, into it more kind of like Kristen's thing she's just like god i wasted my fucking time like i want to be i want to be out of here i was the fucking 80s guy mike exactly like <laughs> like everybody would anyways if you remember back to the beginning of the episode she says she cannot go on the camping trip with lc and the rest of the crew and be there as like lc's wingman because her dad said she can't go on the camping trip yeah. not allowed However, while they're on the camping trip, she's on the date with oh. this douche. Yeah. So I think she had the date planned or she knew that there's a possibility of the date. So she made up the lie to LC and says, my dad won't let me. Yeah, to get to, so she didn't have to go on the camping trip. Exactly. And so I think it's really hitting her hard like, shit, not only did I lie to my friend, I'd much rather be... On a uh, camping trip with LC. Okay. Instead of sitting here at Pomodoro's with talk, two, talking about gum with this idiot. With 2000's Mike. Yeah. It was like she did that white lie to her friend and now she really regrets it. Yes. And all she's probably thinking is, damn, I had a mic from 20 years ago. I had vintage 80's mic and I just blew it. And now I'm fucking not on the camping trip and I'm hanging out with 2000's Mike just talking about... How much this guy's mouth is tiny and he can't fit a piece of Orbit gum in his fucking mouth. Yeah. Tough episode for Lo. Tough episode. Um, last thing, dude. 
Let's talk about Christine and her family. Sure. So let's just set the stage with how much we fucking hate Christina with a clip. Here's Christina driving in the car. What's she doing? Rapping. And why is that weird? Because it makes my stomach hurt. And why is it also weird? Because she has a fucking real Christian, like, family. Her dad is a pastor of a church. We're going to get into that. So to just... This clip is right after she's at a family dinner where her dad's talking about the Bible and he's talking about how much he loves God and they're talking about the kids who are going to at the upcoming mass sing in front of like the whole congregation. And then that's followed up with a scene of Christina doing this, driving in her car. Are we ready for the books? No. Yes, absolutely. Read the Bible, scripture, and the Every night. You know. I think I have to go. Adam came up at night, and you should love him more than you hate him. So you meant, I thought that you'd be happy I made it. In her defense, in high school, that song was a fucking banger. Do you remember yeah. when In the Club first came out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 2003, I was a freshman, and uh, that song came out and it was fire. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, this song was a great song, but it was just so weird how it was edited to, sh- to show her rapping. And safe to say she ruined the song for you? Nothing could make In the Club be ruined for this podcast or crap. Okay. Um, I had to ask. No. Um, I was thinking, like, how much I would just fucking hate being in Christina's family. Oh, there. Well, so to give a little bit of a backstory, yeah. her dad is the pastor of this mega church. Massive church. If you're by a computer or a phone, which you probably are, yeah. go ahead and Google Crystal Cathedral in Orange County. It's it's ridiculous. Like it looks like it should be in Dubai or something. It's humongous. Yeah, it's insane. And so I guess this church is like her family's business. I think her grandpa started it, and now her dad is the pastor there. Yeah. But they're basically like peddling Jesus for money. Yeah. And seemingly crushing it. Yeah, because they're, they're super rich. They're rich. And this building is gigantic. And um. Yeah, it, they show the building from inside, and there's like hundreds of people in it. And uh, it's one of those churches where, like, the the pastor's on stage and he's got, like, a microphone. Because, obviously, you got to pump in all these speakers in the back and all that shit. But I would just hate being in that family because you can just tell, like, at their family dinners and stuff, they always just, like, have to talk about, like, God and stuff. And it just, like, seemed like it's relentless. It's just, like, constantly, like, the dad. It's that mixed with the fact that they're in this, like, weird family business. So, like, they're having this serious discussion over, like, all right, she's going to sing a song at church. All right, the brother's going to play piano. Like, do you know the piano part yet? No? Okay, well, you better practice. Practice, idiot. And so it's just like, God, Yeah, like, enough, man. I'm just trying to, like, sit here and eat some dinner, Dad. Fuck, man. Yeah, I would hate being in that family. Um, another thing I was just assuming that probably happened is that there's no way that Christina's dad's like not like part of that whole crew. What was that movie? Spotlight. There's no way that her dad's not on that list just like hooking up with like kids, right? He's up to no good. Totally. I mean, I totally got that vibe. Whether it's hookers and blow or little kids. Little boys and stuff. We can't say, but it's something. It's something. I know he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing on Google, you found out that that church actually went bankrupt. It sure did in 2010. I don't know why, but just because I hated her family so much, I was just like kind of happy to hear that. I, uh, I was reading, it was a pretty big Wikipedia article and I saw that it went bankrupt in 2010, and then there's like a bunch after that, and I just got bored and quit reading. <laughs> so like stopped. they could have like brought it back. I don't know, but definitely they had some trouble times in 2010. Okay, that was it for me. Did you have anything else you want to cover? I don't. Other than our MVP, 80s Mike.
80s Mike, dude. I, I just, this guy, I, I hope, I know, and I hope, and I know. He's crushing it right now. There's no way that he's not worth, like, $500 million. This guy's our hero. MVP of the week. I'm so glad he gets it. Kids, all you can do is hope and aspire to be 80s guy Mike. That's all you can hope. So go to bed tonight, kids. You sleep tight. You fucking... You get real deep in those covers, kids, and you just think about aspiring to be 80s Mike. Pat? Clear eyes. Full hearts. Do us, kids. Do it. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.